Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art the shock. Go with it. Keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they seek? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree but if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek so tell me whose face do they seek yes sir you're now tuned into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry i go by the name of dj focus squatting here with me what up rico what's up how y'all doing you covered in public hey you on the go, so you were a little pumped today, huh? I got way too much coffee. <laughs> way too much I got coffee. Too much coffee. Uh, I'm excited today. Uh, okay. Huh? I said you sound like it. Yeah, just I'm on the move. Uh, but at the same time, I got a uh, we got a hot show for you today. Yeah, we do. We, we I know all that's your line, folks. I'm gonna say it's not your line. No, no, it's all good. We I need to say it. I need to put the energy behind it. <laughs> what up, T? What's up? Hola, cómo estás? Hola, cómo estás? And world, she's back. You actually see Tierra Kali back today in like uh, rare form. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Okay. I I mean, you know, I be and I don't be wanting the background to be all in the so you know, I I, I made sure that moving forward, um, that time is completely blocked out and we can be face to face because you know I appreciate you. We need the energy, especially I, on the days where focus ain't had his coffee and Rico want us to look at his Dr. Cornell West picture. So, you know, somebody got to be out here with the energy. See, we, we, we got to get prepared. We never know. We might we might have to move to a morning show. We get picked up by the right person. We might be that 6 a.m. show. You never know. Oh, child. Lord, I pray in the name that we be the midnight. Come on, midnight. Yeah. The, the, Let's the be somewhere in the nighttime. He's going to sprinkle that sauce on the night. Yes. <sighs> Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And, of course, our mission here is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And, yes, we do have another hot show once again. We try to stay consistent with these hot shows. Uh, we got a special guest uh, going, to, going to tap in in a minute. See who we got uh, joining us today. So we have my one of my closest friends, my boat, Tarshay McMillan, um, formerly known as Tarshay Hamilton, which some of y'all probably still don't heard of that. But I can't wait. It's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a hot interview. Definitely going to be. Uh, I open it 
a lot of revelation and I'm gonna let her do all the talking of what she got going on next, but it's about to go. Like it's, it's about to go down at the fix this morning. Not just cause she my friend, but because. Go down. Yeah. <laughs> of course y'all know we got a uh, fire music on the way to as well. We got a lot of new projects just dropped. Lecrae's restoration project just dropped and, um, it's been driving the internet nuts. You know, we definitely got to talk about that. You know, what's the react? A lot of reactions, a lot of mixed mixed emotions. Um, it's been a minute since the crate drop. Uh, we know when the crate drops, it always has you know a wide audience saying, "Okay, well, it was good. Nah, it wasn't that good. Subpar, whatever." So we'll we'll chime into that too as well. Um, yeah, we got some we got some stuff coming oh, up. One more thing. Go ahead. We got one more thing. Uh, our brother, Pastor Mike McClure won his first stellar award and nominated for a few more. So shout out to Pastor Mike McClure. If y'all haven't seen that interview, make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and look at that Mike McClure interview. Absolutely, it was fire. You be look, you beat me too, Arik. I, I was, I was, I was about to bring that up, but yes, he, yes, he won Stellars. He, he's and a beaver this morning. <laughs> right, right, but no, it's it's huge. Uh, what he, Pastor Mike's been able to do over this last year. This year has just been, hey, as he said, big. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely shout out to our brother Pastor Mike Jr. We probably got to get him back on real soon too, as well, to talk about his whole experience. And yes, the um, Stellar Awards are going down. Um, tomorrow, actually. So for everybody watching live, the Stellar Awards are actually going down tomorrow on BET. I want to say 7 p.m. Um, I'll make sure I, I get yeah, that right time and reshot that out. But definitely tap into the Stellar Awards, um, you know, to see some of the best within gospel music. Um, T still mad that Bizzle didn't make that list, but maybe Bizzle will make that list next Don't year. Don't even make me go off because it triggered. I'm triggered. I'm so triggered. Hey, I'm with her. I'm with her. I'm mm -hmm. triggered. Mm -hmm. That's foolishness. I like what I want to call Bizzle right now. Like, also, I just want you to know, you always got an award in my book. It might not mean as much as getting one from the sellers, but I'm triggered by that. And I think all his fans should be. We should. This is where you sign petitions and you start making all of the, the noise that people be making. We making noise about the wrong thing. This is what we need to be cussing fussing about. Not cussing. Y'all know what I mean. Hey. I'm sorry. I get triggered every time somebody say he ain't make it. That's like saying Jay ain't make the... That, that was the moment. Jay got nominated for eight Grammys and didn't get one. Right. That's that's what that is. Ugh. Right. Well, and, that's, and I can't wait till we talk about our real topic. Our real top, uh, real talk topic. I had a little tongue twist today. Because that is why people leave the CHH. But so? we'll have to topic in a minute. You, you, you think so? You think that's why they leave? <laughs> because it's foolishness. That's foolishness. Like, Bissell didn't even make the list. Yeah. You can't have a conversation about CHH without Bizzle. It don't make sense. Mm -hmm. There there are five artists you cannot talk about. You can't have a conversation about CHH with about without having them in that fold. Bizzle is in the top two. The only reason Craig number well, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I took over your whole love. I uh, I, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. Go ahead, man. It's, it's all good. So, yeah, look, keep it locked. We're going to go to a music break. We definitely got a, a hot interview coming up. We definitely got Tierra with the T coming up. And also, too, as well, we got Legal Hustle segment coming up uh, today, too, as well. So you want to keep it locked because I'm telling you, it's going to be fire. Uh, right now, um, 
let's get into um well you know what no let's 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 get into this let's get into this there she is. I, yeah i think i think we got a hot a hot guest here you want to intro her uh t of course i do do you see the so the light i look like a kid on christmas morning i'm like because this so this is the crazy part about being friends with such an amazing person you are also a fan so like i still have the moments of like oh yeah can i have your autograph <laughs> but it's like i don't need to do that because yeah we're you know we're whole sister friends so anyway this young lady this beautiful chocolate thing in the bottom of my screen is Tarshay McMillan, also formerly known as Tarshay Hamilton. And when you talk about the the voice of the of the people, when you talk about what is what is real singing, like that that Aretha Franklin put something down in your soul singing, you have to mention her name. I'm talking about everything from singing with some of the greats that we all love to her own solo release project to just traveling being able to travel the world with her gift y'all this one right here activist i mean worship leader extraordinaire mother and, and just all around awesome friend and confidant i'm gonna let her tell you about herself because i can sit here and go down the resume and she won't get a chance child don't 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 let me be don't let me be your cheerleader your hype man like it's over with like you ain't gonna get no words in but no, really, I'm super, super, we're super excited to have her here. So, uh, Fix, we still going to the, the radio? Uh, uh, the radio. We, we, we right to, <laughs> right to, right to. Let's hop in, yeah. So, welcome, Bo. <laughs> happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me on this morning. No problem. I'm sorry. So, uh, besides just your whole glow, because we're going to get into your skincare regimen and everything, because I know y'all see <laughs> I know y'all see that glow. That ain't shade butter. That's natural water. And we'll get into that. But normally oh we kick God. off the show with just asking our guests. So tell us a little bit about your faith story. How did you come to know Christ and kind of walk us through that journey? Well, hey, girl. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on. No um, amazing this morning. My goodness. Um, We're going to get so into that, too. We're going to get into that, too. <laughs> yeah. She does look, yeah, it's it's a reason. But go ahead. I'm sorry, carry on. Fabulous. So um of course I'm the typical was born in church. That that's um pretty much where that started. Um being born and raised in uh what we call the apostolic church. <laughs> and I uh, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And um that's what was ingrained in us. And um, I would say I accepted Christ um, probably when I was about uh, nine years old, I think is the earliest I remember being baptized. And then by the age of 12, um, I received the Holy Spirit, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that definitely enhanced my walk with God. But of course, you know, growing up, all into, I mean, you're growing up, you know, it's, it's, that's life. But, um, you know, life ran its course. But uh, that's where my earlier time started with my faith and with singing, of course, uh, started early, uh, like four, when I sang my first little solo in church. And I've been singing since. And um, initially, I actually wanted to be an R&B singer when I was around 10 or so. My first song I ever wrote was called Boy, 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 I think. I don't even remember the lyrics. But um, 
it was an R&B song about a little boy in the neighborhood I had a crush on. Um, I was standing on 142nd and Harvard. <laughs> Look like you went back to that place. I did. I was like, I was like 11. Don't remember songs though. But uh, my parents pretty much shielded me and just kept me like in the church and protected me from the whole, you know, music industry thing. Um, I was just telling somebody that last night, like me and Beyonce, we're the same, born the same year. Um, and when I look at her earlier videos, I have early videos as well of me singing, you know, with my brother and all of that. But my parents didn't put me, you know, throw me into the industry. But now I understand why um, I was covered it was for you know for now you know um that wasn't supposed to be my walk but that is what I desire with Houston like my favorite uh all-time singer still is that um, I sound nothing like her but I love her <laughs> but um, but yeah that's where my early walk started and and my walk just kind of grew just being in church and then the things that we were facing throughout my childhood it was a lot going on and parents were sick I don't know if you want to go into all of that right now, but yeah, um, it was just a lot, but we were raised to keep our faith in God. Um, I never saw my parents waver when it came to worshiping and praising God. That was what was ingrained in us. It's praise, you know, and so I grew up knowing and believing, you know, if you had nothing else, you had God. Um, if everything else was lost, you knew you had your praise. You know, that was something that nobody could take from you. Nobody could take those intimate times of worship from you. You know, when you have nothing left to say, nothing left to give, I can fall on my face. And I still use those methods today. That is what holds me, you know, keeps me grounded. Yeah. Is that those tools that my parents gave early on. And so, so. Just throughout your life, what was one point where those tools like had to be utilized? Like just this is the moment, like it makes sense why they laid the foundation and I gotta use this right here. Like what was maybe a, a, a rock bottom moment where those tools kind of help dig you out of that? A few rock bottom moments. <laughs> um, but I would say one of the first, my, my dad died when I was 16 years old. Um he died from complications of um, AIDS. It had advanced by that time. And, um, and so when I was 16, you know, my, my dad passed. I thought it was a heart attack he had. And then my mom, you know, had a conversation with us, sat us down. She just had to go ahead and tell us. It was around close to Christmas, I remember, because he died November 22nd, 97. And... Uh, and she had to tell us like, hey, this is what your dad passed away from actually, because we kept asking questions. Like, I don't understand, you know. And, uh, and she said, and I'm HIV positive. Mm -hmm. And that my whole world just crashed. Um, everything that I knew about life seemed to almost have been a lie in a sense, because you're being deceived to believe that you're gonna have your parents around. Um, not knowing that they actually were dying and holding this secret, you know, together. They didn't want to tell us. They didn't want to tell family. They were going through this together. So when my dad died, it was like my mom was left alone. So she had her, her twin sister, which is my Aunt Sandy, and that's who she had with her to sit down with us. But we were told, of course, not to say anything. And we continued to go to church, never miss church continue to go about our uh, school lives, our church lives. 
as if nothing changed. You know, people knew that when we were grieving, we were grieving the loss of my father, but they had no idea that we were grieving the loss of everything, the loss of our lives as we knew it um, changed. Because now you pretty much, mom just told me that you have a death sentence as well. And so daddy just died. That means you're going to die too. Um, And she continued to push through. She continued to uh, attend church as long as she could before she couldn't, you know, until she got so sick that she couldn't. But that was just that thing that earlier on where we had to utilize those tools. Um, And then um, my freshman year at Kent State University, uh, the spring semester um, was when I lost my dad. I mean, my mom. And um, shout out to, you know, my Kent State Voices of Testimony people. They really became family for us. And they're friends of ours still to this day, you know, 20 years later, still friends of ours. Um, It just really bonded everybody together. But they held us up. We were these young people in college praying, praising, worshiping you know, covering one another, interceding for one another. I was using those tools. That's all I knew to do. What I did not do and what tools were not given to me were uh, therapy. Hmm. And I would find later in life how important it was to have gone that we really should have been put into therapy. Church is great. It's awesome. But you can't just leave it at that. You can't just leave it at praise. You just can't leave it at worship. Um, you need all the tools, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I did not know so much damage had been done, trauma to my mental state at that young age to get those losses back to back uh, really changes the course of um, how you turn out as an adult. Um, and it really does change some things in the brain too, is what my sister explained to me. She's uh, been in uh, mental health for 20, over 20 years now. I'm and, actually uh, talking about that because that can you and, and really elaborate a little bit more on why that's so important for black folks to start talking about therapy because here you are you know 11 because you said 11 right was the when you lost your father 16 16 so 16 when you mm-hmm. lost your father and then literally within this time frame you lose your mom and then yeah two, two and a half plus years later I just turned 19 when she died and so that is, that is trauma. So one, we don't label certain things as trauma. They say in the Black community, we have more PTSD than soldiers coming home from Iraq because we don't take wow. and say what you just said. Like, that traumatized me. And so mm-hmm. we growing up in church, what they tell us, pray, go, go mm-hmm. worship, go, go, put it on the altar, leave it there. God will pick it up and do it. And so you said something so important. I just really want to drive that home for the listeners and the people Watching, like, you need all of it. <laughs> like, prayer oh, and therapy, it's is, it is okay to go. So talk a little bit about... Therapy um, is essential. <laughs> thank you. Therapy is essential. Because that's like the, that's the trigger word or the, the word for 2020. It is essential to go to therapy and um, still praise and pray. Because we believe prayer works. We've seen it. We've seen God change things. But we also believe that therapists are his little little angels <laughs> on earth, if you will, to help us navigate through some of that stuff. So can you talk a little bit about um, just what would you say to the Black community 
uh, or just people, people listen. It ain't even just got to be black folks, but to women, to people um, going through trauma and trying to deal with what it looks like to go to therapy. What I found is that, and we, I think we all know that it's definitely a cultural thing for yeah. us. Not saying other cultures don't have secrets because I do know people from other cultures and you know, they all say every family has its secrets, right? But I think in the black culture, it's ingrained in us even more. And I think uh, the history of slavery has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, you, you're quiet, you, you grin and you bear it. Um, you can't show those signs of weakness. You know, if you cry, you look weak. You know, you can't break down in front of them. And I think that kind of was passed on down to us too. And I think heads of families did it for their families too to hold that strength, to hold that composure. Like, we don't break. You know, we don't break in front of the kids. We don't break in front of our wives. We don't break in front, you know, we hold it down because that's what was passed down to us don't cry, don't cry. Like my, my mom's twin, which, you know, I'm hoping something about that changes, but she does not cry much. But I think that can be a big problem too, though, because you're holding all this stuff in. But her thing is always, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry because when I cry, I get sick. No, auntie, when you don't cry, you stay sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really believe there's some science to that behind that, which, you know, that's a whole nother type of subject. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a culture thing. And so um, it didn't take, like my sister, that's what she is. She's a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. So she went through those same traumas that I did, but her path, she chose to go on. She chose to help people. We both went into areas where we help people heal. Um, her, she does the therapy side of it. Me was music. You know, I consider what I do to be music therapy. Um, I didn't go to school for it, but I went to life school. I'm still in school. (laughs) Um, but, um, it's, it's very important for black people to break the stigma attached to mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, and not see it as a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength that you can acknowledge. You know, um, I have a problem. I have an issue. I have these traumas. I need help, you know, on knowing how to navigate through life now that everything in my life has changed. Mm-hmm. Everything about me has changed. When I lost my dad, I was no longer the Tarche who had a daddy. I had to become something else. Mm-hmm. Right when you're trying to adjust to that, I lose my mom right at the the peak of becoming a woman. I just turned 19. She had just had her 40th birthday. I'm 39. I'll be 40 in March. My mother was dying and fighting for her life when she was my age right now. So it's like a big thing for me and my sister to hit 40. She's 40. Her goal is to hit 41, to live past the year my mother lived. That's crazy that that's our thing. My goal is just to get there. You know, um, but it's important that you address those traumas. And Shantae used to try to make me, she was like, you got to go to counseling, got to go to counseling. But she said, they teach me, but you can't force people to go. They have to be willing and ready to receive counsel. You can kind of gently nudge them, but that's something you can first. Because therapy can't be effective if people aren't ready, if they aren't open. 
you know, then you're just sitting there and it's, you're wasting time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting that therapist's time. And I mean, you know, and money, right? (laughs) So um, you have to be at a place where you're ready. And I finally hit a brick wall and, and had to, to reach that place of going to therapy. Um, Last December, I crashed. Yeah. because I never I never went but it wasn't that wasn't instilled in us early on that this is what we do if we start early start when they're young um and start them in therapy letting them know it's okay to talk to people and and you know receive counsel and you know talk about those feelings um if it's not taught to them early on then they're going to carry that with them into adulthood and think oh I'm okay I'm okay I was able to hide a lot of my pain. Um, I was able to. <laughs> um, I was able to hide a lot of uh, my pain by touring. So I was able to. I, music became my escape. So when my daddy died, I continued to sing in church. That was my high. When my mom was dying and died, I was a part of Voices of Testimony at Kent. I was singing, you would never know we were going through the things we were going through. And I would use that voice and that power. That was how I was able to release those things after she died. Like I sang at both my parents' services, funeral services. Didn't break down crying. I got through the songs. That was always my strength was the music. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, my brother, the year after my mom passed, I think it was like the year or so. Yeah. He had contracted HIV himself by the time he was 17. Um, by the time he was 18, he had full-blown AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only boy, my only brother, it's only three of us. So, of course, you know, I'm just kind of like, wow, this thing is just taking my whole family out and we're not in Africa. Literally. literally. That's a whole, <laughs> we ain't going to that's a whole nother one. That's, that's a whole nother show. That, but yeah. 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 So um, I'm like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. You know? And so again, continue to sing, continue to, and at that time, that's when I ended up out on the road with, uh, with Anthony Hamilton. And I was touring with him during that time. So was able to, to deal with a lot of that. And I, I went on the road with him when I was 22 years old. Wow. Mind you, my mom had died when I was 19. So there's only a few years in between. No therapy, nothing. Grin and bear. <laughs> oh, and I, could I, could be I could be going through the worst thing in my life, but y'all would never know. <laughs> <laughs> you could never know because I know how to wear the face. You're taught how to put a face on and you just keep pushing because that is what we do. That's what we do. And that's what I did. I toured for years. Later, of course, married. That was a lot. You know, being young, I got married at 24. Mm-hmm. And the tour life and, and going, going, going and being married to a celebrity that has its own pressures. Yes. Remember y'all, this is the same 16-year-old girl. And that's it. I'm, I'm going back to 16 because that's when that big trauma hit. Yeah. I don't think that little girl grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
I'm still that hurt girl who never addressed those issues. Mm -hmm. So then you bring these issues into a marriage, you know, with somebody else who has their own issues, you know, they're coming Mm -hmm. in. So you do the best that you can. And then, you know, then uh, my brother uh, passes away at some point. So in 2009, he dies at the age of 26. Um, ah, that right there though, that hurt worse than my mom and dad because you grow up with your siblings, you know. Yeah, yeah. He and I grew yeah. up. With this. Um, I even have brought him on the road with us the last two years of his life, so he had a chance to go to um, South Korea and mm-hmm. the UK and LA. Like he was living it up. He was on the road styling. Um, the whole tour, the band. He was a cold stylist. He was doing a great job. The last big thing he styled was uh, the 2009 uh, Grammys. And that was when uh, Anthony won his first Grammy with Al Green. Michael styled us for that. I just watched that video. I just watched that video the other day. Yeah. And uh, Michael fell ill. He was sick while we were out there. And then uh, he was diagnosed with uh, with cancer because, I mean, it, the disease had just kind of done its thing. Um, he ended up with lymphoma cancer, but it was in his fourth stage. So by March, he had got that diagnosis. I stayed home from off the road and became my brother's caregiver. Yeah. And I was at the hospital every day when he would come home and he would come home with me. And... Anthony continued to tour, life continued to go on, and it was just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think there's some learning lessons even in that, you know, but uh, for three months, and then he died uh, June 1st, 2009. Um, that was a big hit. And then I didn't know to do anything but to keep going from there. So you, I go right into activism work. And I started taking meetings. So I took, you know, meetings in Chicago, Atlanta, Charlotte with rain. Um, My plan was to go to Cleveland, to DC, hitting all these heavy areas with HIV. Um, And then uh, by the turn of the end of 2009, um, my marriage was falling apart. Um, You know, there were some things going on. I ain't put the business in the street. But, you know, right, right, right. Things happened, and that was another hit, you know. And I was just kind of like, dang, where, where is it gonna let up for me? Um, tried to recover from that, ended up getting pregnant with the twins that mm-hmm. following year. And I called them, they definitely were lifesavers for me and my sister because we had experienced so much death, and you know, and then these lights come into our lives and they're they are these beings that are descendants of our parents and the ones we've lost and um and then I I gave birth to them in 2010 by 2011 when I'm working on my Jay Penelope album had just finished it found out I was pregnant with another which ended up being my third baby so I've got it was a lot of transitions, a lot of life changing moments happening like back to back. Back to back. Like Mother there wasn't them. a break. Mind you, y'all, that's still the 16 year old girl. <laughs> like, like, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
during all of it. And you know what? I want I want us to hop into what that transition looked like after all of these transitions when we come right. back from this music break. Because when we come back, I really want to to dive into. So the babies are here. The everything is like at this at this this brink of literally falling to pieces. But you got these little lights. And then like how did because you mentioned Jay Penelope, which is a new like kind of a, a new baby. And so, like, it, it was a lot of newness going on, but there was still this other thing, kind of, and how did we break through all of that and emerge to the, the torture that we know today? So, yeah, focus. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix.
and I love bands. Hey, so it's water, water, water. Yeah, it's water for me. It's water, water, water. Yeah, it's water for me. They saying I make it look easy. It's a whole lot of work like I'm reaping. I'm feeding some autumn, all that I saw, and they steady won't read me. Like I'm on Adderall, hungry, so he gonna feed me. Crazy thinking like me. Girl getting on my nerves, she be going crazy. She saying that I don't meet her status, how you do me, baby? Family secrets got me questioning my faith. Mom still live in a condo, give it to God, so you know that it's water, water, water. Yeah, it's water for me. It's water, water, water. I just make it easy. It's water, water. my 
Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a music set. We actually started it off with uh, the young man out of uh, Jacksonville, Keydron Bryant, with uh, I Just Want to Live, 12-year-old. Uh, powerful song by that young man. Um, we also played Aaron Cole's new track, Water Me, featuring Paris Careers. And the track that just went off is our special guest, Tarche, featuring Anthony Hamilton with I'm ready. The soulful, just uplifting voice. It was, it was fire. I appreciate that track. You want to? Can you talk a little bit, Tarche, about that song? Um, the inspiration behind it um, uh, when you were recording that song. Yes, I don't. I don't know if you guys can see me because I don't know what happened to my screen. Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, we see you just fine. I can't see y'all. Y'all, this is the the, the technology, honey. <laughs> okay, well, long as you can see me. Yeah, we can uh, see you. You said the inspiration behind the song? Yes, yes. Okay, so that song actually was written in 2009, uh, some, some months after my brother passed. And um, there was, I remember uh, one of Anthony's nephews, which, you know, I still consider him my nephew. He, uh, 
he was going through a tough time at the time. Uh, he was actually having some issues with his, uh, his first child's um, mother and her family. Um, and uh, he wasn't able to see his daughter and he was just going through a lot of stuff and it was really hard on him. And they were kind of using his past mistakes and stuff against him as to say, like, you know, he wasn't worthy to be in his child's life. Um, and so he was just ready to do something different. And it just kind of, um, it inspired me to write that song. And at the time I was in Huntsville, Alabama, working with a producer named Kelvin Wooten on some new material, which that album never came out. So this is one of the songs that was from that project. Um, and I started writing again. And uh, that was one of the songs. And I just wrote it there in the hotel room. And uh, when we got to the studio, um, we put it down and I asked Anthony if he wouldn't mind, you know, joining me on the song. And so he, he went ahead and did the song with me. So that's where that inspiration from that song came from. You know, since I've been, I've been listening to you this morning, you've just been inspiring me. Um, just your faith story in itself. Can you, can you talk a little bit, has there ever been a, a, a moment or a time where like you feel like your faith is kind of like weathered a little bit? Like, you know, you've been through so much. Was there ever, you know, I think we all kind of have it, but like, what was that, that moment that kind of like where you always kind of question God, like, God, why is all this happening to me? Yeah, it definitely happened. Um, I think probably ooh, the, the deepest times were when it was finally hitting me that my brother wasn't coming back. Mm -hmm. um, I really felt like a piece of my soul had been taken away mm -hmm. um, when he died. And mm -hmm. uh, my sister and I and some other close friends and family were with him when he actually passed, you know, we're in the room with him. And um and I remember, you know, laying my head next to him, like, those are like really, they're beautiful moments. They're traumatic and beautiful at the same time. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I, I wouldn't have not wanted to be there, but the fact that I had to see that. Those were the times where you're in between that. I believe God, but then you're like, uh, I don't understand why. And it's once everybody's gone and the lights are out and you have to deal with the nighttime, you know, mm -hmm. and it's quiet is when you reach those moments where it's so painful, it almost feels unbearable. Um, every night is excruciating. Um, I even remember uh, my doctor at that time offering, um, you know, sleeping pills if I wanted to have any. And at that time, I was so terrified of uh, adding any medications um, at all. And at that time I wasn't on any type of meds or anything. So I'm like, no, not to go to sleep. Cause I always heard these stories, horror stories about art and artists, especially, yeah. you know, getting hooked to these sleeping pills. Um, and then next thing you know, you need a pill so you can stay up and then take a pill again and go to sleep. And I said, if I start this now at this time in my life where it's so hard and it's so traumatic, I could very well end up in a situation where I could become dependent on this medicine so that I can sleep. And so, which I believe that was God steering me to, because for some reason I was like, no. And I just toughed it out. You know, it was like, I'll, I'll get through this. Um, but in those dark times, I, I think the biggest time too was after my split from my marriage and I'm this single mom with these three young children. So when I chose to leave, in 2013, 
my youngest baby was just turning one and the twins were two. So it was like I had triplets and um, that was very hard for me um, because, you know, life continued to go on for my ex and continue to tour and all of that. And I was provided for financially. However, this is how I learned in life that um, you can have money, you can have physical comfort around you, but if, if you're not okay here and you're not okay here, um, yeah. none of that means anything. And I would tell people that in a heartbeat, you know, people go, they like, no sleep, no sleep. We got to get this bread. We got to get this bread. I know so many people that have the bread and are not at peace and you feel like you have nothing. I'm telling you now, like prosperity comes in many forms. Prosperity does not just mean coins. Prosperity means health. Prosperity means peace of mind. Prosperity means my spirit being okay, my soul being like everything working together. To be able to have lots of money is is just a plus. Because there's so many people that have, and that since why did Kate Spade hang herself? She was one of my favorite dress designers. Love her stuff. She hung herself because of a heart issue. Her heart was broken, yeah. you know, within her marriage. Hundreds, I mean millions of dollars. One dress costs you five, six hundred dollars, depending on what type of dress it is. For just one. So you can only imagine why did Don Cornelius blow his brains out? You know, you, you think about those things, success, money. People have shown us throughout the years in entertainment that money really don't carry that much weight. You know what I mean? When it comes to your peace of mind, you, that's something you cannot buy. That is the one thing you cannot buy. And it's so much, it's so much truth to that. Cause I've, oh my goodness. You Even know. being not necessarily rich, but just comfortable still. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like you said, it could be everything else around you. It could be whatever. But that piece is of sleep, getting actual for real rest and waking up refreshed and, and not crazy in your mind, that's something yeah. you can't purchase that. That's, that's yeah. We can't. Uh, and so what, we piece can't, of, uh, what piece of mind, um, or even just, how did you have to deal with the piece of, and kind of transition a little bit to, to where you are now. Uh, you, you, you started off in church, born in the church. God was everything. And, and your music reflected that to a certain extent. But you wanted to do rock soul. Rock soul was your heart. R&B well, had, had some heart in, in R&B. So, how was, let, so let's say, you know, so rock soul, that's a term that um, Fantasia came up with and uses. That's her thing. Actually, in 2011, James and I were creating something we called Rock and Soul. Rock and Soul. Um, okay. Yes, that was okay. the Jay Penelope uh, thing that we were rocking with, where it, it was rock mixed with soul music. Okay. Um, and that was something that Jay Penelope's album definitely represents. There's no confusion about mm-hmm. it being rock and it being soul oh, music. Absolutely. It, perfect fusion of it um we did not give it the light that it deserved why well because my mind wasn't right and my spirit wasn't right that's what i'm saying everything always goes back to that mental health piece yeah that had been the biggest challenge in my life Mm. 
really was being at peace. And so when everything is going crazy around me, I was shut down. Mm-hmm. So you have all these, I'm probably sitting on um, two projects, music projects that have not seen the light of day. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you ever release them? Would you, you ever gonna release them? I'm definitely going to release them. I'm definitely going to release them. Um, I have the most beautiful person in my life right now who is determined like their whole purpose in my life is to make sure I complete everything that I set out to do you know release the things I never released every idea should be put into action and 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 I'm so here for him I I need the world to know I'm so here for this man so (laughs) here for him I, I just I want I, I want to say I want to say Uncle Bishop. That's what I want to say. <laughs> I'm so here for him. and and you can see the glow on your face. So uh, a little a little insider to our 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 viewers. When you're friends with someone, you can see the growth and the depending on what level of friends because it's levels to this thing. But mm-hmm. what I have seen as far as just the growth and what it looks like to have real help, like. When the, when the word of God talks about a helpmate, a rib, at all of these different terms and, re, and referring to what, what your spouse should look like and be like, I can see the fruit already. It ain't even been that long. Y'all don't understand. When I said this glow ain't shea butter. Like, it is the glow, <laughs> of, it is the glow of deciding I'm going to do something different. I'm going to stick to yeah. this difference. Um, I'm going to allow myself not just to be loved, but to give love in the purest form of what God really intended to be in that therapy, that therapy piece. And I think that Tarsha, that's why just that, that push of no, that mental health piece is so, it's so critical mm-hmm. because as amazing as he is, he still wouldn't be able to, to, to be what he needs to be to you if he wasn't ready. I had to mind. be at that place. Yeah. That song I'm ready is so prophetic, actually, you know, when I wrote that song, I was not even in a place of ready. Again, my nephew was the inspiration behind the piece, but as I wrote it, it was very inspiring, but I didn't even realize back then I was nowhere near ready. I was nowhere near ready. And that that music just sat. And I didn't release this one as a single until, what, 2015 or so? Yeah. Um, where I just sat on it. Um, so, I, you know, December, Tierra literally, you know, has seen me at uh, my absolute lowest. And I think that's what happened last year, probably was the absolute lowest I've been. And that's what I didn't realize was that with each trauma that was happening, it's almost like you're digging this hole and yeah. then it's there and you level it out yeah. and then something else happens just digs deeper and then you yeah. level it out like okay I'm okay not realizing like before you know it you like in that get out phase where you're like oh you know? no, seriously. like the movie get out <laughs> yes seriously but but can we talk about how because we keep we keep kind of hitting that like oh no she was there for this and she was there for that. can we talk about the squad though that, that God will surround you like a village that he'll surround you with. Um, and even in those moments where I think we are at our, our absolute lowest, about to lose our minds, Lord have mercy. 
the, the little drops of people or things or something he'll say to you, like, I'm still here. What was that for you? Maybe a song that kind of kind of saying you through it if you will or or something somebody said or scripture what was that thing that was like I, the, I definitely think it's the people uh I have around me although I tend to isolate often when I'm going through a tough time again I'm so old school when it comes like y'all I know how to pray heaven down like like the mothers uh me in a whole prayer closet before the war room was movie or whatever that movie was yeah I always had a war room yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> no, literally go to the closet. Yeah. So, like my house in Ohio, I literally I have a designated closet yeah. for prayer. Um, and that, that is where I would go. And that is where I went to finally break this thing off of me. Um, I keep going back to December because that was a time. And, you know, it's part of my testimony. Um, I, I'm, I'm very transparent. I feel like you don't help people if you aren't willing to talk about, you know, if all I can talk about are the, all the great things, but never explain how I got there. You're not really helping anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, my goal isn't to have people envy me or, oh, you know, she just had it all good. And, you know, she was married to this person and she got a chance to do this. And she, when you have no idea the pains that I struggled to get here or the losses I had to take yeah. that were my sacrifices that I didn't even choose to make. You know? Would, yeah. Yeah. Um, would try, I would rather have them than the stuff they'll think that I'm enjoying. I say it all the time. If I could have my parents back and do away with all the extra, I'd take it in a heartbeat. If I could have my brother back, I would take it in a heartbeat. And I would much rather be able to just pay bills and be cool and have my family. Y'all can buy the extra. Mm -hmm. Y'all can have the, the IG and, and the bling and all of that stuff and the pictures and the million followers. Y'all can have all of that. But to have family, love, peace of mind is something people dream of having. And some may never get a chance to experience because they're, they're looking for it in other things. Yeah. So yes, in December, I did something that I thought I would never do. That I said I would never do. And I actually uh, took one too many pills on purpose. And I said, this will be the time where I'm going to end it all. Mm -hmm. And my sister said, what was the most scary thing was because I was not your typical suicidal person. I'm not suicidal. I don't think about committing suicide. Mm -hmm. But literally in that moment of frustration and anger, I said, if this is what life is about, then I don't want it. Yeah. Because I literally took the whole collection of everything I had gone through. And by this time, I'm at the lowest of the lows, too far down to dig my way back up. You know, how am I going to get out of this? You know, out of this emotional, deep emotional, uh, painful state of mind. Death got to be better than this. You know, yeah. and that's a real place. They look at my life and be like, "Oh, you live in a big house, though. Like you can pay your bills. Like you don't even got to do a nine to five. Like you good. What you complaining about? I'm telling you, none of that stuff means anything if you don't have a peace of mind. Yeah. I'm still that was I was still that broken 16 year old girl from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't grow up with a, a silver spoon in my mouth in any type of way. I grew up literally all over Cleveland. We moved like every two years. Mm-hmm. Probably the longest we stayed anywhere was two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally all the way from Huff to 110, like over there by Woodland Morris Black, like literally lived all over. Not real Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. Like not Shakespeare, not Cleveland Heights, not the real Cleveland. Yeah. I thought we was doing something when we moved to East Cleveland because it was at least closer to. <laughs> that yeah. one. Step up. That so, one. It, it, we were staying on the apartments on the top of the hill, up you know, up up there, <laughs> roach infested. I mean, Supposedly, but it was still close to the, to the border. Still- border. <laughs> See, like, beach. right? You said what? <laughs> no, she yeah, it's a, real. We were supposed sure. to be a suburb too. Go figure. It was supposed to be, right. especially right. back then in the the nineties. It was supposedly better than being in Cleveland. So we thought it was But it was the real Cleveland and, and your story was real and your pit was real and the, all of it was it was very real. That's part that people pit. don't know or don't see. So yeah. people listen to me talk and they see I'm just well traveled. So I may not maybe dress like the typical Cleveland girl or, or present myself a certain way. But that's what happens when you travel. And yeah, and exposure. Be, yeah. You know, you get exposed to different cultures and your mind is just open to different things, but I could have easily been a statistic, mm-hmm. easily. Of, yeah. of course, I could have. Um, I could have chose drugs as my means of coping and got stuck and been one of the one of the crackheads walking the streets. Easily. I could have been somebody baby mama of like multiple guys and had like five, six kids by different daddies. Easily. Bugger. Because I'm looking for love in the wrong place, but God blocked a lot of things and protected me from a lot of things that I didn't even know because he literally preserved me for what it was I'm doing now and what what is to come and and what is that what is what what was the what was why did God have to keep his hands on you like where does he have you now that is making sense like all of that all of the pits it made sense because I needed to be right here right now and this is this is what we're doing talk about Abba was coming up mm-hmm. all of these different things that I because I'm just I'm like oh it's so much that you got and I like want to tell spill the guts but I'm like that's why you here go ahead I gotta let somebody come out you know we have our Moseses you know yeah um in the body and you know I think a lot of people can be a Moses if they so choose to be um, you have to be willing to like, I'll, I'll be that one. And then some people, he just literally, he just grabs you up, you know. And that's that scripture where it says, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. And I do believe I am chosen. And um, I, I, there are things that I can't speak on, the things that I share today, had I not gone through them. Yeah. There isn't a way people would believe that God would honor his word and do what he said he would do and give people hope if he didn't put me in a place that I am right now. Mm-hmm. People need to be able to see the hope. And it took uh, a pastor some years ago, I was about to do a reality show that was presented to me back in 2014. And I just split uh, from my ex and I was in a very broken state but these opportunities were coming to me I've had more than one show approach me and they wanted to put this show together about getting back into the music and juggling motherhood 
and it was going to be with a few other women that were getting back into the music. And I remember going to my um, band pastor about it, uh, Pastor uh, Shamari White, um, here in Charlotte, North Carolina at Half Life Church. Shout out to Half Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me then, he said, I don't think this is a good time for you to do that. I don't want people uh, capitalizing on your pain, is what he said. That's good. And he said, you'll have your opportunity again to have that platform, but when you do, you'll be coming from a healed place, not a broken place. And he pretty much was like, and that way is that's how God gets the glory from your story and your testimony. You know, when people are on TV and they're just totally broken, that's entertainment, you know, pretty much for people. Like, what are we getting out of seeing your brokenness if you're always broken? You're not getting any help. You're not getting any better. It's just drama, drama, drama. And that's all you're seeing versus a person being at a, victor- a place of where they're, they've been victorious and they've overcome and continuing to overcome because this walk is continual. But to be able to tell a story and don't look like anything you've been through, um, where people would see you and, and how you're composed and would say, I would have never thought that. You know, some people you seem be like, I mean, they rough, they rough around the edges and be like, I know you got a story. Like, yeah, you you that one. Right. And they have like what you've been through. Like you look like what you've been through. They yeah, you look like what you've been through. And those people are used by God too, because they attract people who are there and they're like, okay, they speak in my language. Yeah. Um, but they're not doing that no more. I get that. But that's what I'm saying. Literally, I have to convince people of where I'm from because they don't believe me. Mm. Like, no, y'all don't. I wanted to put up a quote one day and be like, y'all don't believe a, a, a woman from Cleveland? Make her mad. She will show you where she from. Wait. My my sons know what do you want me to go Cleveland on you? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What you got? That- that face said it all. That face was on me. That face was on me. If I got to come in that room, it's going to be over. And so, what's the point? Because, look, this is the First of all, y'all, y'all understand this is the quietest I ever heard of. I'm like, they came in the room yesterday. That's because, that's because my love came and, and took him to the park. Oh, pretty much. See, help me. Run around. To, to, all the, to all the sisters watching, if he can't help you, do y'all hear me? I ain't talking about you helping him. You always got to put him back together. We've been doing build bears for years. I'm over it. If he cannot help you, then what is he here for? Like, I don't... I didn't even ask. See, y'all, you know? There, there you I go, the difference. You get quiet there while you do your, your interview. And, if it, listen, y'all should be able to build together. The, the, the things that I have coming, um, he and I recently just signed uh, contracts together. We're in business together now. Okay. So, um, and there'll be some things I can't really announce that right now, but it is it is a show, and I'll be posting that soon. I wish I could have like promoted it here. Y'all got to bring me back. But um, y'all, if y'all put the the little pieces together, remember I just shared a previous story with you about when the pastor said the time will come around again. That part. 
So you ain't got to say it. We already, we, we picked up what you put down. Absolutely. And, and, and when you're ready to release it, with the, the fix got you. We, the the right. exclusive, y'all have to come back and hear, hear. Um, but, so, you yeah. know, but with ABBA, I will talk about ABBA. ABBA stands for, and it's A-A-B-A. It stands for Artists Affected by AIDS. That is something I'm launching on 11-11 this year. We're going to do a soft launch this year. Due to COVID, I couldn't do like my big event like I want to do. But next year, we're planning to do the whole big, you know, we're going to do Red Ball and all of that. So you guys got to come for that. Um, but it's uh, an organization, nonprofit organization that I'm launching. And it's uh, pretty much breaking the stigma and also educating people on HIV AIDS through various art forms. I'm talking about art from what T. Kali does, from what I do, from what you guys do. I'm talking about painters, people who sculpt, people who do hair, culinary arts, anything with the arts. This is a, a, an avenue for us to be able to contribute to the HIV AIDS community uh, with bringing awareness to it. Cause you know, the arts always, it attracts people. Music attracts people. Beauty attracts people. It takes art to do that. And, um, and this is a way we can draw people and then also they be educated through that. So I, I have like a plethora of so many different ideas and events that we'll be holding throughout the year um, for families affected by it. Also, um, educational things and, and testing, you know, mobile testing uh, centers, because we're so caught up in this whole COVID pandemic. I was like, it still ain't topped the numbers from people living with HIV AIDS. Period. That's a pandemic within itself. Yeah. On top of that, the fear that they're living with that they might get COVID and their immune systems are already compromised. Like, so that's where I'm thinking, you know why? Because it ravaged my family. Like it literally tore through my family. Mm -hmm. And it was only by the grace of God that I didn't end up being one who was infected because I didn't always do things the right way. When I was hurting and trying to cope, you know, I was, you know, you get a little promiscuous and stuff and you just don't care. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, I was a hoe in these streets. But, and what it just, was. Just, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, just like, you don't always use protection right. and you could easily have been that person. Yeah, because you don't have to be able to get it. But again, God blocked things and preserved me for go. this time. He trusted me that I would do exactly what it is I'm doing today. I'm being a mouthpiece. I promised my brother I would speak for him. He told me, make sure there aren't any more Michaels. Wow. Make sure there aren't any more little boys who are out here going out here broken and ending up, you know, staying in the same cycle, following the same path, you know, brokenness of their parents. And so we're out here to heal people. Um, so my sister is joining with me. Um, she's actually one of my board members. And with her 20-year experience in uh, professional counseling, her bringing the, the mental health piece to ABBA and all of that, like, it's, I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be amazing. I, I, can, be amazing I literally stuff. cannot wait to see everything unfold and, and just come to pass and to drop them to projects 
And when we come back again, um, I want to hop into a little bit of some of your opinions about some things. We still got to do. Um, I still got to spill my tea, y'all, because I got my ears been to these streets. I, <laughs> I've been listening. It's tea, y'all. So we want to keep you all to if that's cool with you to just kind of weigh in on some of the stuff um, and our real talk. Our real talk topic, um, just kind of weigh in on that, and and plus, I gotta see my nephews. Like, I just just give them a little quick cameo. Well, they not even here. If I would have known, I'd have to peek their head in a way. Just never mind, because y'all have to see them. They're the most adorable. <laughs> so just 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 they they are a show within themselves. <laughs> that is what. It is. Y'all definitely want to keep it locked. We got more to talk about. Definitely Tierra's going to spill her tea. We have the lovely Tarshay on here just dropping gems, encouraging people. So you definitely want to keep it locked. Right now, though, we got some new Lecrae featuring Kirk Franklin with Sunday Morning. You're tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in.
seasons change the color so quickly it's hard to keep up with the leaves because everybody leaves on my birthday colby Gigi, and seven souls remind me that the tree of life is so uncertain and tomorrow has unpredictabilities as colorful as the smiles that took off that day may that sunday morning resonate past trophies and trinkets in the ongoing pursuit of more to sober us with the humbling truth my life and your life is just a vapor and if what you see is all you see then you do not see all there is to be seen quickly we leave Oh, this is my time. 
Try Jesus. Don't try me. Cause I throw hands. Try Jesus. Please don't try me. Here, no tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off of music set. We actually started uh, the music set off with um, New Lecrae. That restoration project is out now. Go get that project. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I think it's personally fire, but, you know, I'm, I'm subjective. You know, Lecrae, one of my boys. Uh, featuring Kirk Franklin, we also played Dietrich Haddon's uh, my time we played Corinne Hawthorne's new uh, uh single Pray, and that song that just went off was uh one of Tierra's favorite songs, Try Jesus, Not Me. Because I let hands Toby from the SWAT always come. I heard it come on. I was like, Because listen, try what? him, not me. Why, 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 do, why do people think because we say we soft? Like, I, I think it's, I don't know. Y'all, y'all help me with this because I, I struggle with that sometimes too as well. No, and I think it needs to be a whole thing about it because, yeah, but then people think Jesus was soft. I'm no. trying to tell people Jesus was not, first of all, how could you be with the people that he was running around with, walking around up to? Like, what? he was whole interrupting <laughs> rituals and things that wasn't. Like, he, he wasn't here for it. The woman that was about to get stoned. You can't be soft walking up in the in the middle of a circle full of men. Right. right. Okay? Like, get, get out of my way. <laughs> how was he soft? Like, some of y'all was, first of all, how he soft? And most of y'all record fights and don't do nothing about it. But he was going to hold through them and breaking them up because he wasn't here for it. No, Jesus was not soft. Therefore, the only reason you should try him and not me is because he got grace. I don't. I'm yeah. still working on it. Yeah, I'm still working on it. That's gonna be a whole. No, that's gonna be a whole another show. T. We don't get into that because I got some. Yeah. I got some stuff for that. I don't. I don't no want to do that to our special guests. Let's get into. Uh, let's get into the tea talk. What we got going on with your tea? So uh, let me tell y'all what's going on in these streets, honey. So first of all, y'all president because he is not mine. He is just out of control as always. The death tolls of uh, COVID is said to reach. 195,000 
by September 12th. So why did I throw him in the mix of that? Because y'all know I say it all the time, if we would have just did what we were supposed to do months ago, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have filed that whole office of the people who, that's their whole job, is to see things like this and help prepare us. So y'all, we got to pray, 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 pray hard. Because mm-hmm. uh, what does the Bible say? If, if my people humble themselves and pray, he'll heal the land. Because by September 12th, they are thinking that 195,000 people will die from this this disease um, or this, this sickness. And I had it. First of all, I had COVID. It ain't no joke. Like, can we put our mask on, people? Can we please act like we got some sense? Wash your hands. Like, what? most of this is because people don't wash their hands, y'all. Nasty. Wash your hands. And we so, definitely praying for any anybody who lost anybody to you know. COVID. Absolutely, it's not a joke. Like I almost lost my brother to it. Um, he was on a ventilator for about two weeks. They like would call us and was saying goodbye. So it's it's not a joke. It's really tearing through families. So yo, please push it. And I'm really not even talking to us because it don't beat us. It's other people. I'm not gonna say. It's but that's, other not, people. that's not what the media puts out there, though. The media is always putting it out there like it's the, the black community, the African-American community who is infecting right. everybody, which we know Y'all that's not what's going on. Y'all <laughs> tried it. It's, it. it's your folks with them AK-47 standing on the dang steps of state houses arguing about a mask. So let's not. But anyway, um, your boy, Steve Bannon, and three others. So if you don't know who Steve Bannon is, it's part of your, uh, Trump's little tribe of people. Him and three others was finally arrested by the FBI for defrauding thousands of people. <laughs> so they started like almost like a GoFundMe to build the wall between the border of America and Mexico. So hundreds of thousands of dollars. They took out these folks' pocket and did not put it towards nobody's building no wall, nothing. So when they tell you they're taking your taxes to build walls, child in line, and it's people like him that help make sure that that is a good, good lie. So mm, they finally arrested and then Lori uh, Lachman, y'all remember her? That was the girl, who, or the woman, the actress who took her child um, and like, made up all of these transcripts and things to put her child into a better school. And we were going through this whole argument because it was a lot of Black parents who were doing that. And they're currently in prison for years. Well, her and her husband finally got their sentence. She got two months and her husband got five. So when we're talking about the imbalance between black and white uh, incarceration, these are the things that are important. Why do we bring this up? Why do we talk about politics? Because it's an election year and we gotta wake up and we have to keep our ears and our eyes open because these are the sorts of things that we need to vote with in mind. How did she get two months for taking her child and basically trumping her up, making her look better to go to a better school? She got two months in prison, but a black woman who did the same thing Moved her, changed her address so her child could not go to inner city school and go to a better. Got five years in prison. These are the things we want y'all to keep in mind as we're beginning to vote and move into these things. But what's going on in Christian hip hop? So Derek Minor, he's sick of y'all. He tired. He is upset. He mad. He got on Twitter and said, "Y'all hold Christian rappers to a higher standard than you hold preachers." heads of Christian universities, including Liberty, and even the president. So he went on a rant. I'm talking about tweet after tweet and got people together. Because the truth of the matter is a lot of people are losing or have the mind to leave CHH as a genre because we hold them to this 
um, not less than perfect standard and no one else is held to this. And so we judge them on their lyrics. We judge them on um, the pictures that they take and all the different things that they do. So it's a little friction there. And it's actually an interest, interesting conversation, Tasha, if you want to kind of weigh in. Um, this idea that because I am Christian, I cannot be or do R&B or anything that looks secular or you're judged to an even higher standard. So are these people wrong for having a little, you know what I'm saying, a little 808 in their song? Like, because <laughs> he was even talking about how hard it is to get booked at churches because they're under the label of hip hop and why that's such an issue. So um, have you, Tarshay, experienced any, like, people want you to stay in this box of being gospel, but you're like, no, I want to do rock and soul and live my best life. And it doesn't change me being a Christian, like, at all. While you were, like, when you first started, like, with, you know, singing back up with Anthony Hamilton, you know, mm -hmm. what was your experience there, too, as well? Um, I never faced those issues. Um, I don't know if it's because of the celebrity that was attached to it. Because these are the same people that adore him. So they'd be like, bring him, bring him, bring him to the church. Yeah. Artists like Fantasia and Anthony are those artists, churches, be pastors listen to them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the struggle of, uh, of, you know, singing with him. Of course, when I first left at 22, people swore I backslid. I did hear that from like, you know, my previous church, the church I grew up in, you know, I, I heard that there were some people that thought I had, you know, went wayward because I was singing background for an RB artist. But outside of that, no. And then I've just always been one of those artists where I'm not going to let you put me in a box. Yeah. That's good. And that's it. So it just is. Yeah. If they don't want you to come, don't go there, go elsewhere. It's such a huge audience. There are so many more churches, even mega churches, that do allow the 808s mm -hmm. and, and don't care at all about, you're not going to be accepted everywhere. I think people need to get that out of their mind too. You're not for, everybody not going to be for you and you can't be for everybody. Yeah. It's literally room for all of us. People have their preferences. Some people prefer traditional gospel sounds. Some people prefer 808s for you know younger generations. I don't think we should make such a big fuss a lot of times just because some churches have their preferences. Yeah. I don't think we, it's fair to force, yeah, to force that, you know, on people if that's not, if they have a certain standard. Then I always say, shake the dust off your feet mm -hmm. and go elsewhere. You're not going to be received everywhere. Yeah. But do, that's you think okay. that's holding, do you think that's holding back the gospel being, um almost um delivered to like everybody within the congregation because just like you said certain people when you go into a congregation you might have some some youth that like 808s you might have you know some 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 grandparents who might like the traditional gospel then you might have that in between uh you know to make maybe like a little bit more like Diedrich Hadron Diedrich Hadden right. do you think that's limiting how the gospel can get pushed out by people saying or churches saying no we don't want to hear them 808s over here or no we don't want to hear poetry even even with poetry we have a lot of faith infused artists poets who are who are not accepted in churches why is that? Like, I think when you push the gospel, like it should be presented like an art form any way you can present it, as long as it's the gospel. What's your thoughts on that? I kind of went on a little rant. I'm sorry. 
everybody's not there yet. Yeah. Well, see, everybody's, everybody's not, not there yet. Um, or that's just not their preference for their church. And it's not like these artists are being banned. So that's the beautiful thing about internet and social media, advertising what church you are performing at close to whatever these venues are and these young people can go like they're totally being banned it's just people need to understand don't be so offended if you're not accepted um, in certain churches maybe it's, it's some mega church that you wanted to go to and you had this dream of performing in but you can't be upset because they're closed their doors create your opportunity somewhere else and a lot of times those people come back knocking like, oh, yeah, uh, we ain't, we ain't know. It's happened with every artist that has broken a new sound or a new way of doing things. Most people are going to be like this. Like, no, Kirk Franklin did that. Absolutely. When I was going to church, the church I was going to, we got in trouble and reprimanded for playing stomp outside the church and was like, don't you ever play no music like that in front of our church again. Because it was something different. Now, you can sing stomp and it's like, oh yeah, that's gospel. Because it was new. So it's more so taking that approach like, okay, if, if they don't want to accept you there, you go where you're accepted. Go where you're appreciated. Go where, yeah. go where they do accept poetry. Tierra Khalid, T. Khalid gets a lot of work. At ministries, that's where most of her bread and butter I hear comes from. So people are starting to open up to that, but not all ministries are going to be open to it. Some may never be. I've heard some ministers say when they get a church, they're not going to have, what you call those? Liturgical dancers? Praise yes, praise dancers. Oh, praise some of them can't stand it. Really? And some people still can't get with that. Yeah, they just like, I hate it. Like, what's, what's the point? It's, it really is a a preference thing. And not all dances are created equal, guys. We all know that. It have been people that have just misrepresented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought she just crossed with me. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, oh, that's hilarious. But to finish up spilling the tea, uh, also, the University of Pittsburgh is doing something so interesting. I'm so here for it. They are requiring all of their incoming freshmen to take a anti-racist course. No matter who you are, what creed, color, orange, black, yellow, you have to take this course when entering their school. And so I think that's dope. And I think, um, like you said, Tarshe, when you see a ministry doing it, everybody else starts to be like, oh, well, wait, let me see what that's doing. Especially if Come on, let's be honest. It's bringing in some money. Yes. Um. So hopefully, uh, universities will start to kind of use that as a um as a means to yeah no nah, y'all y'all got to do that over here too. So we'll see what happens. I think the University of Pittsburgh is 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 that's a monumental thing to happen. So that's huge. And then last but not least, <laughs> my favorite artist. Um, just kind of in the secular music world, what's going on? Jay Z and Pharrell they got in the studio together and made a track called Entrepreneur. Go listen to it, y'all. Because when I tell you they spilling the tea on how to get this thing started, why it's so important for the black community, like this is what I'm talking about when I say art is movement. Um, and you know, we can have this the, the other stuff that's just fun and they gotta be heavy all the time. We don't always have to be talking about activism and movement, like we need a break, and that's okay. 
it's okay for us activist folk and, and, and the rah-rah people to sit down, breathe, and, and drink some tea. Like, calm down. And so listen to this song just from a, a perspective of, again, why it's so important to have Black entrepreneurs in our communities. And it's for real. And Jay-Z. So when they come together, it's, it's bound to be a banger anyway. Yeah. So that is all of the street talk I've heard. I'm sure there's much, much, much more. But I'll sit for y'all for next week. No, that song fire though, um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too because I was actually going to talk about it. I, I I just hope that more artists catch that wave. I think right now that's what we need yeah. within artistry. We need more of that wave, more on economics, more on the power of entrepreneurship and understanding how that works. And you know, just just at least for our culture. So I'm glad that Jay Z and for real put that track out. Uh, yes, it is a banger though. So I just wanted to add to that. Yes, fire. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we where we talk about, you know, because I'm sure people going to have something to say about the fact that we report or we talk about secular music. But there are there are some 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 like areas. They don't listen to it. <laughs> who don't, who don't listen to something? What's wrong with you? I'm a married man. I ain't listening to no Kirk Franklin when, uh, when I'm with my wife. <laughs> who is? That don't make sense. My pastor said on, is on the playlist, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, and I love TDJ, but I don't know if y'all remember years ago um, when he uh, put out the um, Woman Thou Art Lose, the, but it was the, he put out an album for lovers. Oh, and Tamala Man did it too. Tamala Man and her husband did it. And I was like, yeah, 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 but TDJ did it first, and it was really weird. One song I, I cannot get out of my head was when he's talking over this track and it's, it's called Satin Sheet Slide. T.D. Jakes? Oh, I got I that. I've seen the movies, but I ain't heard no soundtrack with T.D. Jakes talking about some satin sheets. Ooh, it was years ago. I think it, I think it came out, it had to have been like early, early 2000, maybe 2000, 2001. That's okay. They put out an album for, for lovers. I'm not listening to T.D. Jakes. Wow. And I'm not married, but when I get married, I'm not well, listening to it. I'm about, I'm about to bump it. <laughs> I'm about to bump that boy. <laughs> That's so awkward. Like it, it, it does seem awkward. For spiritual guidance and, right. and power, now he in your ear talking about, like, get her right. Ugh. No, no, thank you. That's like sacred, listening to that. Sacred love songs. It's called Sacred, sacred Love Songs. Love song. T.D. Jakes and his uh, uh, Teddy Pendergrass voice. <laughs> right. This is what I'm talking about. Stay in your lane. Like, that's not, you know, it, preach. Do that. And, yeah, and do good. I'm married. Thing. I'm listening to it with my wife, T. I'm good. Yes, it is this one. It's sacred, it's sacred love songs. So in love. I got to listen to it. I'm not here for it. I don't ever want Pastor Vernon to make an album like that. Because I'm not, I'm... 1999. Came out in 99. 1999. He thought that was a good idea. Look, she like, look. <laughs> it, like oh my that. God, look at the cover. It looked like a full commercial. Oh my God, I can't. I can't. Speak a little bit about, because um, you, you, you spoke a lot today about your spirit man and your spirit man being healthy. Speak a little bit about your regular, like, spiritual regimen. What's your spiritual diet look like? Like, do you have, like, devotional books you go to in the morning? I know you sing. Did you get, like, in a, like, in a praise and worship, like, you know, quiet space for a minute when you first wake up or going to bed? Just, just share with the audience a little bit of, of your spiritual diet. You guys will be surprised to hear that I never sing. Nope. Okay. Literally. I don't. I literally sing when it's time to sing. I... 
I always been one of them singers where it's like, um, I understand why I was put here and why I was given the voice I was given. So I was never put here necessarily for entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm literally here to heal people with mm -hmm. my voice. So I deliver the word of God, whether through prophecy or whatever, I do it when I sing and when I minister. Mm -hmm. So when I come, it's an experience more so than, oh, she's a great entertainer. She's a great artist. Now, when I have to put the artist hat on, I do. But Jay Penelope, when we would perform, you would still, people still leave feeling like, I feel like I went to church. Because oh. like, I can't help it. You're still going to leave with something. Mm -hmm. um, so my morning regimen, as of late, um, oh, and I wanted to put that out there too. I do see a therapist. I've been seeing one since my spent in December. Um, we talk every other week now. It was every week. Um, and at one point I was even put on meds, like right after during that time. But I came off of those two, was no longer needed because therapy was working. So I'm solid proof therapy works. Mm -hmm. And having a strong regimen. And so when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is 6 a.m. prayer. Uh, um, it's with uh, TCI Charlotte. It's uh, Bishop Kevin Long's church here in Charlotte. They've been doing it for three years now. Very consistent. And you, you do this call-in number and put in the code and literally you get morning inspiration, like every morning. So when he's on, it's literally he's coming from the scripture. He gives you a word for the day and then we pray. And then sometimes it's some of his other ministers praying, but that's how I start my day out. And that's been like that for the last, um, the last few months as of late. And then after that, um, more so in the morning, lately I've been working on my book. So um, what I've been doing is when I write, I play this worship uh, segment by Timothy uh, Riddick on his 2017 album. It runs for like 16 minutes. And for some reason, it just puts me in the, And I, I hit him up the other day and told him, like, I've been writing to this. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I needed to hear that. It was so, that's so inspiring. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is how powerful music is. Mm -hmm. But it allows me to be in this space where I hear from God and I'm able to focus enough to write. So that's been the soundtrack to me writing my book as of late. Um, I have not been reading necessarily any self-help books lately. I've more so been writing one. But um, one book that I've been kind of tinkering in here and there has been this book. Yeah. The Esther and um, that's been pretty good. I, I love how it's, it's empowering for women in the faith, but letting them know, like, it's okay to, like, be woman. We have this role we play that's very powerful and very needed and that you don't have to try to be like a man mm -hmm. to get things done. I love that, that aspect of, uh, you know, how they're doing that. But yeah, that, that's pretty much what I mean. I don't have like this, this whole like, you know, no, uh, situation. It literally is. And I, I, when I go on my face, that's as needed. Cause you know, sometimes with prayer, I, prayer is a constant thing for me. So I pray throughout the day. And I think if you're constantly doing it throughout the day and talking to God, sometimes people think prayer means I got to get on my knees and I got to go through this whole ritualistic thing every time I pray. But it's literally the way that I'm conversing with you. I can sit here and 
have a thought in my mind like god i really need you to um, help me with such and such and such and such you know you know like prayer is conversation it's you know it's conversation with god Mm -hmm. um but when things call for warfare then I, i handle that too so um and then i'm actually going to be i typically don't announce things like this but I am going to be uh, fasting at some point. I'm on this 40-day journey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I'll do like a 40-day fast at least once a year. Sometimes it's been twice a year. And um, and it'll pretty much be like an extended Daniel's fast type thing um, where it's like a renewal. And they say it, uh, you do a 21-day that in three weeks you can reset how you think. You start new habits and break bad ones. So um, I'll be doing a 21 day went through, through the course of this 40 day period that I'm writing. And so I'm sure there'll be some great things that, that come out of that, that will, um, I'm planning to release my first book next year, um, hopefully the week of my birthday when I turn 40. So, you know, we, we're getting about to get out of here soon, but you know, we, we definitely would love to uh, know if you are in the mood to maybe heal us a little bit. Could you bless the <laughs> audience with your, with your beautiful voice and heal us? Is there anything you could sing for the audience right now? Anything at all? Hmm. You'd be so grateful. Anything. There's a song. I, I'm really, wait, I, I have to record it. See, uh, she did. Was it the song? No, I don't think you did the spoken word before that song. Yes, you did. Before the first song. Well, anywho, there's this song that I wrote that will be my next uh, single coming out for Jay Penelope because Jay Penelope is going um, more Christian. And so we'll be faced with those things too. Everybody's not accepting of a rock sound you know, in churches, but I'm okay with that. Um, Our sound isn't like a Travis. Travis is my my brother. It's my little brother, Travis Green. Um, But it's not that sound. It's not your Travis, your your Rich Tolberts. It's not not that sound. It literally is authentic, but, uh, but with a message of Christ or a message of love and life. So we'll be doing like music. But anywho, this song is called, um, what's the name of the song to you? <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> I'm like, what's the name of that song? I keep having people ask me, when is it coming out? So I'll sing the, you know, the first verse. We appreciate it. Whatever you want to sing, go ahead. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's for right now, though. It's, uh, this is for the space I'm in right now. But because uh, uh, fear... Crippled by fear, drowning in tears. I let my past get the best of me, cold, living out of control. But I gotta take hold if I want what's best for me. I won't let life's trouble break me down. And I'll do what it takes to win. And I want it all. 
unanswered call. This is the moment I've waited my whole life to take and I'll risk it all and I'll take the fall cause I'll get up fighting cause I am not built to break and I want it all yeah <laughs> thank you thank you thank you we can't you hear on you mute. you on mute. on mute yeah I can't hear nothing Yeah, your volume went down. But thank you, sis. I don't know what happened to T's volume. Turn your volume up. Your volume went down. I don't know what happened. But yeah, I can't hear you. But thank you, sis. We, we definitely appreciate it. We definitely looking forward to that. And know that any any music you release, it is welcome here on the Fix Radio Show. We definitely want to rock it. Thank you so much. Thank One thing I did ask you, uh, you never, did you, um, could you tell the people, like, some of your inspirations in music? Like, who were some artists that you kind of, when you grew up, that you were inspired by? And also, if you had one artist you could work with, dead or alive, who would that be to as well? Whitney Houston. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whitney Houston. But alive these days, um, I love PJ Morton. I yeah. Do. Yeah. I'm a fan of PJ. Yeah, yeah sure. you have a good sound. You have a good sound to go with he PJ. He's on the warm fuzzies and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just, he a whole vibe. He is a whole vibe. Okay. And he caught a lot of flack, too, as well, first, when he first started doing his artistry, too, as well. A lot of people was, you know, saying, why is he doing certain songs? So I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah people need to stay, stay true to who you are. And mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll always be successful and prosperous. You know, I don't need two million followers to validate who I am. You know, that's fine. If you could give that one, um, that one little quote or that one last words before you left this earth, what would you give to people? Um, pretty much that. Be true to who you are. Um, even if that faith wavers a little bit, um, know that God is there. He's always present, um, waiting for you. You know, even when we steer away, um. You know, he's there. Guys, Auntie Tierra wants to see you right quick. <laughs> we can't hear you. Okay. We can't hear you. I don't know what happened to your sound, T. We can't hear nothing, though. You're crazy hair club over here. Say hi. Hi. Uh, this is the Fix Radio. Say hello, guys. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. That's Princeton. That's Nolan. And this is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, young man? That's my crew. Yeah. But like yes, stay true who you are. And um, I think you'll always be successful doing that. What's next? Tell the people what's next. What, 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 what people can what's look at. What's next? New music. Uh, new music from Jay Penelope. Uh, uh, seeing our faces on the screen. That's coming. Um, ABBA launch, the nonprofit. Um, and a book next year. That's what's coming. Okay. So I have a lot to do. <laughs> Tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you on all your social media, how they can stream your music. Well, if you want to look at me and, and follow me, you're welcome to on <laughs> Tarsha, T A R S H A underscore official. That's my IG. 
And on Facebook, uh, you look up Tarshay Nicole. And, um, oh, yeah, my Live with Friends show is coming back for a new season, um, Enhanced. Uh, so uh, that will run, start on September 21st. Every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, Tarshay Live with Friends. You can see that on Facebook Live. But we're also going to be doing a better job of making sure you guys can, I guess, see it on, on uh, YouTube or something else, too. But what exactly, you know, what, what exactly do you talk about on your show? Is there a specific we talk about, uh, I, I like to deal with topics that people, it's not more so a current event type show. It's more so like your traditional talk show hosts of old where they would uh talk about things um say like you're talking about blended families and you bring guests on you know and people really watch and i make sure i have the professionals on there who can offer advice and so we're going to be bringing another little twist to this season and just but creating that element i love talking to real people you know a lot of times people want to hone in on celebrities all the time and, and do that whole spiel. But I feel like the voice of the people, you know, people you can really relate to, your everyday person, um, it's, it's really cool to hear from them and give them that voice back. I feel like they took away the studio audience voice like they did testimony service at church. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, make sure... Sometimes some people be having a word. That's real. That's right? Real. Well, definitely make they sure used you send to go in the audience and ask questions and all that. <laughs> make sure you send us promo or any radio spots you do for it. We definitely want to promote you and advertise that too as well. So make sure you get that info to us. Thank you so much. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Tarshay, listen, we, we definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us today. Um, make sure you guys follow us on all our social media platforms at The Fix Radio Show. We have giveaways coming up. Uh, artists that have been uh, emailing us, we are going through uh, getting ready to do our Spotify playlist. So keep emailing us music. We're compiling the playlist as we speak. The website is dropping next week and we will have merch giveaways and we're going to have probably some gas card and some visa giveaways too as well. Uh, so definitely follow us on IG, Facebook for the giveaways. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Y'all stop playing us, man. Y'all go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Hit that like button. You got great interviews like we just did right here. Fire. Y'all been saying y'all want to see us. Now y'all can see us. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, listen, we, T, I, I definitely appreciate you, T, but you know, I don't know what happened to your sound, but bless your life. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. I was good with it, baby. It's your boy, Cool Joe Man out of Louisiana. You are now locked in with Coalition Kingdom DJs. Man, yeah, no coalition got to sit on lock, man. Quit playing.